This week's episode is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast or have tried, but just didn't have the time to figure out all the technical aspects, Pretty Easy Podcasts is here to simplify the process so you can focus on the fun parts of podcasting. If you want a true partner and personal producer at an extremely low rate, go to prettyeasypodcast.com right now to get started. Podcasting is supposed to be a fun and interesting time where you talk about the stuff you know and love. Not a laborious process where you have to learn audio production and build your own studio. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today to start a professional sounding podcast that is done your way. Pretty Easy Podcasts, making podcasting fun, convenient, and well, pretty easy. the future this is not the past the new xfl will kick off in 2020 what the xfl is cooking it's still football but it's professional football reimagined this is our moment our story to tell this is history begun this is the xfl Welcome, football fans. This is the week of December 15th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. This week, minicamps rolled along. TV partners began prepping for kickoff. And we hit a bit of a milestone because this is episode 100. The 100th episode! And we are only eight weeks from kickoff 2020, and we are here 100 episodes in. We've rocked it since the announcement, Jake, and now I, I, I think they're saying something, and it has something to do with the amount of time left before we kick off and how far we've come. What's the saying? How does that go again? Well, I haven't heard anybody saying this, but it just dawned on me that we are closer than ever February 2020 and the kickoff of the XFL. Yes, we are. And we are here on our 100th episode, Vince. And we've talked a whole lot about this league as it has grown and developed into an actual league with teams and coaches and players. And there's been different kinds of news to talk about each and every single week. And this week is no different. And I I mean, I don't don't even know where to begin because – Today's going to be a little bit of a nostalgia trip, but not too much. And also, there's so much news to get to. There's always so much news to get to. That's right, Alan. We got a lot to talk about here. There's a lot we've been talking about over these 100 weeks of XFL countdown, uh, is what I'm calling it. And we're only eight weeks away. I cannot wait for this thing to get going. Uh, it is going to be something to see in only eight short weeks. I can't wait till February. I, I've, I, you know, usually around this time, you, you're always you're, you're waiting for the NFL playoffs. You know, you're excited for bowl matchups. 
now I'm kind of I can't wait till they're over because then we get to see the XFL <laughs> in full force. I know I, I agree with you. It's a di- it's a different kind of a December for a football fan, and it's the preseason that will never happen again, Bryant. And it's been special. And uh, this week we're talking a lot about these mini camps and a lot of stuff going on with the team building process. That's really interesting. What's really interesting to me, Alan, is we're in episode 100, and I don't see insurance anywhere on this list that we're we're going to be (laughs) talking about today. I feel like we're missing something. Uh, Episode 100, uh, I will say this, has been a great journey. It's been a lot of fun uh, to get to these points where we have, uh, what, two pages worth of stuff to talk about today. So there's tons of news. Normally, we'd get time to be nostalgic, but now we don't have time because there's just too much to talk about. So it's been a great adventure so far, but this ain't stopping. It ain't roll. I mean, we're rolling till February, and we're gonna bring you along that way too. I, I I will agree that we can't do too much looking back. But I gotta say, I listened to the beginning of the very first show just to see what it, <laughs> what was going on. And uh, I don't know, Jake. What do you say we go back to using our first and middle names every episode? I, I I'm not gonna argue with that. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. You know, I, I feel like we picked up a lot. Why a lot of listeners. <laughs> So it might be a bit jolting. I don't know why we were doing it. We were referring to each other by our first and middle names. I have no idea why we did that. It sounded pretty funny. How many episodes did that even last? I have one. Honestly, don't even remember. (laughs) That's what, in in the show business, we like to call that a pilot episode. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And it's back there in the archive if you want to listen to it. It's right here on the feed if you want to listen to that first episode. That was pretty funny to go back. And listen to, uh, we're going to guide you to in a little bit on this episode through everything that we have covered and all the important uh, milestones we've hit. Basically, a refresher uh, if you've been on the road to 2020 with us. And also, uh, we'll get we'll give it to you if you're just joining us. It's going to be a really good crash course in the XFL that's coming up. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about regarding uh, the XFL reaching out to fans about an app. This week, mini camps going on. TV uh, partners with the league are, are starting to do their work. So we have a lot to get to. But first, as we always do, looking back last week, thanks again to the St. Louis Battlehawks and Coach Jonathan Hayes for joining the program. Uh, that was a lot of fun to get to know Coach and get a glimpse at what kind of program they're building in the the city, I, I would argue, in the XFL that wants a football team the most and cannot wait. They're going to blow the roof off that dome. Coach Hayes will be in charge of all that. And uh, that interview is up on the YouTube page, isolated, if you want to just listen to that only. Battlehawks fans, if you missed that, that's an absolute must listen. And then, of course, Double J, Josh Johnson, Bryant. You talked to him last week. And I got to say, that was one of the realest interviews in terms of the answers he was giving you with all those questions. You didn't pull any punches. You asked him the, the legit questions about you know bouncing back and forth between the NFL and other leagues and what what's going on with his career. And he was super honest. That interview was sick. It was wet. I think I'm using those terms correctly the way Josh did, uh, referring to the, referring to the uh, Wildcats uniforms. But, yes, he didn't pull any punches. He told us straight up why he uh, joined the XFL, what opportunities were presented to him in the NFL, and why uh, the XFL is his best decision now. So go back and listen to that. Thanks, Thank you again, Josh, uh, for your time. Uh, because, you know, he was one of the hot names coming out of these recent signings because he was wanted by the NFL right after he signed. And we're going to get into the whole Oliver Luck thing and what he discussed about players being retained by the XFL going forward. But 
uh, it was just a good interview, I thought. Absolutely. Get some really candid answers. I loved it. I loved it. And that is also up on the YouTube channel, Wildcat fans. Yes, you got to listen to that. Josh Johnson, the quarterback, uh, talking real candidly about what it's like for these players joining the XFL. And Vince, how about this this past week? I mean, we're on episode 100. He's actually coaching mini camps for the Dallas Renegades, Bob Stoops. And over in, in Tallahassee, they hired a head coach in Mike Norvell. So do you finally believe that Bob Stoops is a coach in this league? I, it's hard to believe, that's for sure. I, I never really thought he was a, a legit candidate uh, for Florida State, but uh, you know, I can't believe he's going to be coaching in the XFL. But I'll tell you this, you know, probably as we get closer, that is something I am damn excited to see. Maybe, Jake, you should start adding in, and we're closer than ever to seeing Bob Stoops coach in the XFL also. Every single yeah, that, week. Yeah, that's that's very true. Uh, perhaps next week I'll add that in if I remember. Uh, I also want to ask this past week, because this was what I was doing, uh, who was sending people they know links to the Guardians replica jerseys hinting at Christmas or Hanukkah gifts? Because that's what I was doing all week. XFL.com, they got those replicas. All the jerseys up for sale. And we talked uniform rankings on our Patreon show this week, the bonus episode, Bryant. Uh, and a lot of debate, a lot of uh, discussion about all those, but we all agree those Guardian jerseys are pretty rad. Yeah, and we uh, talked about it on our uh, Patreon. New York was a consensus number one, uh, but go check that out on Patreon. We have a little sample on our free feed as well because uh, Vince hasn't even had the opportunity to actually talk about those jerseys on our regular show, so we actually talked about it in detail on the Patreon as well. So it was a great episode, but Alan, I- I'm going to try something. Let me see. Here we go. taps the reason i'm doing that is because i noticed yeah taps i noticed that the uh wildcats face masks are not orange during um mini camps oh well they could be just like a practice let's, helmet thing yeah, yeah. let's I'll not read too much just, into that yeah i wouldn't <laughs> just I'll, I'll i'm just i'm just a little sad i mean that's just that's this is mini camp i mean you see in OTAs and stuff in the NFL, right, Vince? You got the Steelers were like red jerseys or something, or at least all the quarterbacks do. I mean, that's nothing to worry about, Bryant. No, oh I mean, yeah, I think you're just looking for an excuse to play taps. That's pretty good. <laughs> He's just trying to show off for us a little bit. I think. Okay, maybe now I am. Uh, it's okay that I'm over it because I'm about to get into this next thing, Alan. So hurry up. Yeah, in the uh, ongoing uh, battle of Bryant versus all of Twitter. Um, a, a new ma- a new challenger has uh, has come come to uh, pass here, and uh, a real doozy on Twitter uh, uh, stepped up to you, Brian, for things you said about the St. Louis Battlehawks helmet. Yeah, a real doozy on Twitter. I think I've had conversations with this man in the past, uh, but his tweet was one of the best helmets in football. Mind boggling how and I'm Brian ripped these ex- ripped these on the XFL show. I know the battle. Hawks and the Wildcats rivalry is real, but I dig the LA uniforms, which was a tough job considering the orange and red combo. I want to put this out there. First of all, I wasn't the only one who bashed the uh, the helmets on our show. Jake and Vince agreed with me that there was a bad use of space there. I'm just gonna put that out there. So don't just call me out. Well, but the yeah, second thing I, I want to bring the most vocal about. Okay, but the second thing is I didn't say that just because. The Wildcats are a better team than the Battlehawks. I mean, we all know that, and I get it, and that's just the, the, the truth of the matter. But I did this because I'm an honest reporter, and I gave my honest opinion about what I thought was good and what I thought was not. That's all I'm saying. 
Oh my, that's well, as the person who didn't, who loves the helmet and didn't say something ridiculous like that, um, I, I don't know how, how much I could buy into it's a what great you, helmet. Don't get me wrong. Just I just didn't, I think it was my least favorite helmet and for specific reasons. I gave, I didn't just say that the Battlehawks helmet, I didn't like it. I gave my reasons. But, I had Brian, my, where did you buy that shovel at that you're digging that hole? Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great question. Where did I buy my? It's well, gold. it has a I, wooden handle, so I, I think we are. We got might have our first wager for the season. Then, whenever LA plays St. Louis, I say if St. Louis wins, Brian has to do the entire uh, podcast afterwards wearing a Battlehawks helmet. What do we, What do you say, <laughs> Coach Hayes? Send us over. Uh, what do you need? An extra large? What What size hat you wear? Eight. Send us an extra <laughs> eight, eight and a half. There. <laughs> extra large helmet for Brian to wear. If the Battlehawks beat the Wildcats uh, in the middle of the season in that big game there in St. Louis, there you go. There, plenty of those, plenty of those prop bets and stipulations coming throughout the season. Vince, there's going to be a lot of stuff like that we're going to have to be doing. Probably one a uh, week. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's going to be we're going to be talking a lot of gambling. Yes. Uh, com- coming up in in uh, you know, as we get closer to kickoff. Yeah, like maybe week one, maybe Jake and I will make a wager that if I win, Jake has to go to the casino and make a real life wager. Only, only if there's <laughs> with a his own money. Casino. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what kind of props we could come up with. But uh, I like that Battlehawks one for sure, Bryant. Uh, I want to. I just want to see you in the helmet. Helmet's awesome, by the way. I, I'll keep saying that. <laughs> At XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to follow us. And, of course, you could call in the XFL fan line anytime at 724-565-4XFL. Uh, we appreciate any feedback you give us there or, of course, on social media. We love going at it with fans. Now, normally, normally on a normal non-episode 100 edition of this podcast, we would go right into, uh, on the format, the cover two. But, uh, Jake, I know you like to, to keep order here, and whenever you hit a milestone – like episode 100 you kind of gotta in order to keep order you gotta pack in all the pertinent information all the key elements that have brought you to this point and re-examine them rehash them just so that everybody's you know grounded and, and calibrated as it were as we move forward and closer and closer to kick off 2020 am i right that makes sense yeah you're right uh you know i'm not necessarily a big fan of rehashing just for rehash sake no but this I is important this, rehashing you know, Oh, well, yeah, it, it definitely is. Yeah. If you can put a package together, uh, you know, like what I believe you're going to unveil, then, yeah, it's a good thing. So what we have to do then is before we dive into the traditional episode format, it is episode 100. So we want to take the time to put everything we've gone through together in perspective. We also wanted to make it easier for anyone who may be joining us for the first time on the road to 2020. Uh, so to catch you all up or just look back on how far we've come since January, January 2018's announcement that the XFL was returning, uh, here are the highlights and the key things to know about the league. This is the XFL so far. The new XFL will kick off in 2020, quite frankly. We're going to give the game of football back to fans. Establishing a very exciting, innovative form of football that, quite frankly, you've never seen before. It's the quality of the play. But most importantly, we're going to be listening to fans. This is maximum action. Let's go. More ball. We will create 
a quality game that's crisp, fast-paced, and can be played in under three hours. Good crisp football. We intend to start conservatively with eight teams. Our eight inaugural host cities for the XFL in February of 2020. The New York Guardians on duty February 2020. The head coach and general manager of your XFL team in New York City, Kevin Gilbride. The entire group of people that I've met at the XFL have really been very, very impressive with their professionalism, with their commitment, with their enthusiasm. You can't help but come away confident that the efficiency of this league is going to give us a chance to be maybe successful where some other leagues in the past have not been. The Dallas Renegades, raising hell. I am honored and proud to name Bob Stoops the XFL's first head coach and general manager here in Dallas. I really believe the quality of players will attract will be you'll you'll enjoy watching them compete. The Seattle Dragons breathing fire. Help me give a warm Pacific Northwest welcome to the new head coach of the Seattle XFL team, Jim Zorn. So this is an opportunity as well for a younger coach and maybe an older coach like myself to jump into a league that uh, is going to be very competitive with experienced coaches and then develop these young players and give them another opportunity. The Tampa Bay Vipers, ready to strike. The new head coach of the Tampa Bay XFL team, Mr. Mark Trustman. We're going to see players. They're going to have a tremendous love for the game. Their talent will still be at the level that allows them to play entertaining and exciting football, and they'll have great work ethic. I truly foresee that. The LA Wildcats Unleashed. It is with great pride that I introduce the head coach and general manager of your XFL team in Los Angeles, the former Raider. Please join me in welcoming Winston Moss. LA stands for excellence. What Norm Chow and what uh, Pep Johnson is going to put together in collaboration with myself, we got some good going. The D.C. Defenders taking their stand. The new head coach and general manager of the XFL franchise in Washington, D.C., Pep Hamilton. I share the vision of Vince McMahon and Oliver in reimagining football, and there is no doubt that their leadership will allow the XFL to have sustained success. The St. Louis Battlehawks cleared to engage. The head coach of the St. Louis franchise in the XFL, Mr. Jonathan Hayes. The one thing I hope and I can uh, put on the city of St. Louis and make sure that they understand and we want your support. We want you to be the loudest 12th man when we come out in that stadium. We want visiting teams to not want to come out of the locker room. The Houston Roughnecks going to work for you. The XFL's eighth and final head coach and general manager, the man who will lead the Houston team, June Jones. That excites me more than anything else is finding the Ricky Sanders, finding the players that are overlooked, that can execute and play in the offense that I have. And that's really a, a fun deal for me to be full circle right back here in this town. The future is near. More access, more everyone, more everything here. Our approach to presenting games will be multi-platform, which will allow us to engage fans and customize the viewing experience in ways that were never imaginable just a few years ago. Two partners, Fox and, and ABC, ESPN, uh, will be in charge of production, and they do a pretty darn good job of producing football games. I'm <laughs> yes. not, you know, unbelievably great platform for us. 
you know, it's a lot of guys in the draft pool. I mean, yeah, there's a, you know, huge. over a thousand in the draft pool. That's that's a that's a lot of talent to look at and to, and to grade. You know, this popped up, and I just want to go out there and, like I said, I want to compete, I want to play, I want to win, and I think this is a great opportunity for me to do that. This is fans above all. You have tickets in every market except for New York, starting at twenty dollars, and New York they start at twenty-five. You ready for the XFL? I'm ready for the XFL. I got an, I'm all in on it. February 2020 can't come soon enough. This is the. XFL. You know, Alan, that was all great and all, but but when's the rule book coming out? <laughs> Saw that coming. <laughs> that that was that was something, Alan. It's almost like you were auditioning for a job there with that. Yeah, you 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 would think so. Plus, I want everybody You're proud to, and, and passionate. I'm proud. I'm powerful, and I'm I'm excited for 2020. <laughs> but most importantly, I was just made. I was just focused on making sure we hit all the important points there, Jake. Because you want anybody who's jumping on this bandwagon to understand everything that they need to know: where teams are, where you can watch this game, how how inexpensive tickets are, all the important points. You do, even if you want to go back into the archives of this is the XFL show and tell us how wrong we were uh, whenever we were trying to predict cities, team names. We were wrong. Uh, you know, which you go, can do a lot of. Go, yeah, go ahead say. and do it. You know, tell us, tell us how wrong we were about where do we want to put it? A team in Ohio was it a uh, Columbus? Uh, Columbus. Canton. We wanted Columbus, I Oklahoma City, Portland. Yeah, I wanted one in Canton. I remember that for sure. Oklahoma City. I I think we, we we said uh, Orlando was going to be a lock. Also. Yeah, but that's how it's panned out so far, and that is the XFL Both so far. Yeah, in a in a in a nutshell, essentially, there in a in a little audio montage for you there. So, uh, if you want, we're, we're gonna uh, probably put that up also on our YouTube uh, ch- channel. Um, and we'll see. Uh, you know, you could send that out to people if they ever ask you, "What's the XFL all about?" Just send them the montage so far because, well, like you said, Brian, more stuff's going to be added on into that. Like the rule book, there might have to be an entire montage about the rule book. This is 25 second play clocks. This is three tiered extra points. This is. uh, Can Jake uh, give us his sample in his uh, English accent? Yeah. Or yes. I forgot. That's what we're going to be doing. Our, our English accent reading. I, of I don't rule remember book. that. What? That's how I have to read So we're going to make him wrap it, and we're going to make him wrap it in an English accent. Oh, my. Two things I have little knowledge on. And I don't know. I can go cool. back into the archives and listen to you rap. I feel like. If not on this uh, podcast, Not on this program, at least. <laughs> well, there you have it. That's a, a little in case you missed it. A catch up. A refresher. A crash course. Whatever you want to call it. This is the XFL so far, as we are approaching 2020 super fast, we are eight weeks away from kickoff. Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. I just want to take this time to give a special shout-out to our gentle patrons who contribute to our Patreon page so generously, making it possible for us to do this show and a bunch of bonus content each and every single week, having fun, talking football. If you want maximum XFL coverage, I really encourage you to check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash this is the XFL show. There are multiple different tiers to choose from. You get all sorts of different content based on the tier you subscribe to. And that includes bonus shows, mini-sodes, rankings episodes, early access to the regular show, and a whole lot more. Go to patreon.com slash this is the XFL show to check it out. If you feel like contributing, we welcome it. We love you for it. If not, thanks for listening to the show. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode of This is the XFL Show.
And uh, we are now back to normal on the show because it's time to get into the traditional format that we've come to know and love over 100 episodes. So let's get into this week's cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. First part of this week's cover two, we're going to be talking about the survey that fan sent out this week. If you are a member of the Football Advisory Network, fan, you received this email asking you to take a survey about a potential XFL app, which is short for application, Jake. And a lot of interesting questions asked here about what you would want out of an XFL app for your mobile device. I, I took the survey and... I answered candidly and honestly about what I want to see in the app. And that's what we're going to get into here is kind of give our answers to what some of those questions were because a lot of them were just rating what you think is most important in an XFL app. When you would use those important things in the XFL app like stats, fantasy, tickets, video, podcasts, betting, live streams. So let's get into the questions that they asked us in the survey right here on the show. Bryant, start with you. What's your number one thing gimmick i uh, element of an xfl app that you need if there is going to be an xfl app uh standings stats i think those are the two reasons i go to an app personally scheduling probably too to see what's coming up and what's going on um i wouldn't say any and, I, and if i flip that question and say what i don't go there for what i don't go to sports apps for i would say news um videos and uh, that's and probably and player profiles so you're using it mostly to be to be like who we got Stay this informed. who we got this week how mm-hmm. many touchdowns did my man Josh Johnson throw last week is that that's what you're looking I don't know that by memory but I mean yeah th- yeah. yeah the rest of the league what what about you I Vince? Want to see the zero in St Louis what's the number one thing you need out of a potential XFL well, app well you know uh, certainly you know uh, there's a lot of apps out there uh, and they're all gonna you know update you on scores. They're going to update you on stats, uh, but we all know this is football reborn. So what we want, I want to see is, you know, if you're going to give me the stats, I think you got to do that, but you got to give me the next level kind of stats, you know, the, some deep analytics, if that's what we want to see, you know, I'd like to see all the, a lot of, you know, video content all like compiled together. Uh, in an easy way to view it all in in one like a one stop shop kind of uh, for for the XFL. I'd say those are my two main things mm-hmm. that that I really want to see. I want to see all the content, uh, you know, kind of midweek. I would say uh, in between games, all put there together for me. And then if I'm you know if there's a situation where I'm not watching a game or if I need to look up stats. During the game, I want to see the next level stuff. So you're talking uh, like you want to see maybe, let me guess. So you're, when you say next level, you want to see like how many how many illegal shifts have the LA Wildcats committed this week on on their on offense? Something like that. Yeah, that deep into it. None. Yeah, well, hopefully. next gen stats is what yeah. I'm hearing, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like. I would love. You know, it's it's a sh- it's amazing how you don't see stuff like that. Like individual players like everyone says there's no stats for offensive linemen for instance but you could totally give me stats on sacks given up by the player you could give me stats on 
penalties committed by those players. There's all kinds of deeper dives you could do with that stuff, Vince. And I'd love to see that. That would be oh, that would basically be like a statistical page of a website reborn because yeah, nobody's doing that. I mean, yeah, you talk about you know people watch how we how we watch the game nowadays. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that just watch it, but then there's a lot of people who are, you know, they're watching the game, uh, but they only got one eye on the screen. I mean, they got one eye on Twitter. They got one eye on their fantasy teams. They got one eye on live in-game betting. They got, you know, one guy on all, one eye on all the statistics. Uh, you know, they're constantly watching something else in addition to the game. Uh, and I feel like if you're presenting a lot of data, a lot of information. I think that's a good way to interact with the game. Yeah, and we are we are multitaskers uh, in the 21st century now, so I'm all for that too. I would love to see all of that in an app. What about you, Jake? What are you looking for out of an XFL app? Number one. Well, thing. I mean, I'm probably uh, I'm probably in the minority between you guys because you know, for the, at least for the most important things to me, you know, like sports, I just I keep both eyes on the television screen myself you know i'm not really into the fantasy i'm not into the betting so i would like to you know what i'd like to see and perhaps i i doubt they'll do this on tv so that's why i'd like to see it on the app or maybe just you know short blurbs on sports center but i, I would like to see uh you know post-game interviews especially with the uh with the coaches coaches press conferences that's what i think i'd like to go there and see after the game is over yeah, the, this is this is really the, the way the league can give access the way it's been talking about. I think the, in the in the best platform to do it, it would be an XFL app because, like you said, Jake, right after a game, if you want to, you you could take live streams right into a team's locker locker room or to the press conference. So as soon as the game's over, as a fan, you could go look at all the reactions right there from yep. from the, the ground zero of what just happened in the game. That's that would be great access. Yep. And, and I, I'd be all for that. I actually put that in the fan survey on some of the write it out portions. I put stuff like that. I'm going to jump in here just a little bit uh, uh, for UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship. Uh, for all their pay per views, uh, if you hop onto their app, you know immediately after you can watch the whole uh, post event press conference, and it's great. Uh, so I, I'm with you, Jake. I think that's an excellent idea, uh, something that I think has been effective in, in some other sports, uh, and I'd love to see it at the XFL. Yeah, you know, for for example, we we, we don't know how this is going to go. You know, at NBC, at least on the Sunday night games, they kind of wrap it up. You know, they show, uh, you know, highlights around the league and from different locker rooms. But, you know, I, I'd like to see the full, and I'm sure Bryant, you know, would like to, hear you know coach moss have his own show the world what would. he's going to be saying <laughs> at the end of the game and i you know I, we don't need all coaches to be as vocal as him uh but i think you know we should be able to uh to get more into the personalities of the coaches I guess. access i mean that's kind of also what we're looking for right? is, is just access that we don't get you know normally through other apps or through other major sports leagues i think that's that's key i think that kind of you know goes with what you're saying jake and in, in that if we get to see coach moss you know be himself which we kind of have and i have uh this past week uh it's it's just great entertainment it's great you know clarity to what's going on behind the scenes so i think something like that too would be um would be nice to have again i, I don't find myself going to sports apps too much personally would i if something was different possibly if i could listen to 
um, maybe even what we're doing now, podcasts, things like that, that that the league recommends or, you know, highlight videos. Because I think a lot of times too, you, you struggle to find highlights of games that are out of mm-hmm. market. Now, the XFL's games aren't going to be out of market, but it'd be nice, you know, for me being a Dodger fan and I don't have the, the Dodger network here in L.A., which most like 80% of L.A. doesn't have. <laughs> It's hard to find stat. I mean, uh, game day highlights on the on the Dodgers. You're usually watching ten second clips on on Twitter as things happen. So it'd be nice to have something like that as well. Yeah, I'm I'm an avid user of of apps, especially as a second screen. The way Vince said, I mean, if I'm even at a live game, I'll often have the the usually ESPN or maybe sometimes I'll dabble with CBS's app for the live you know game uh, the, the 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 page that's following each game. So I could see what you know the, the live stats there right in my hand, and I I love that. But I think my number one thing I put on this uh, survey was fantasy because it more than anything, while everyone loves to check all that stuff, uh, honestly, checking stats, checking uh, standings, the basics we're talking, not next gen or people who want to dive deep into this stuff. But that stuff's going to be covered by the 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 networks that have their apps: CBS, Fox, ESPN and other sports apps that cover all leagues. So for the leagues app, I think it has to be super interactive to stand out. So when Jake says access, that was to- near the top of my list. Um, selfishly, I want to see a lot of podcasts, hopefully, all over this app, and a lot of live video streams of of coaches' shows and press conferences and interviews at lo- in the locker room or what, what have you, or at practice. I love all that stuff, but the way you get fans to interact with the app the most is fantasy because, Vince, during an NFL season, I have to believe the app you're using the most is the fantasy app, whatever platform you're playing on. And that's the way not only you're keeping track of the league, but also you're interacting with the league at the same time. And doing both of those is how you get people totally engrossed in what you're you're selling. And that's hopefully good crisp football with the fantasy football aspect. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say I fall into that category, but uh, I know a lot of people that do. Uh, that are just constantly checking their, you know, whether it's Yahoo or ESPN or DraftKings or, or FanDuel. You know, people are on that stuff constantly uh, during the games, more more than actually watching the game, uh, it, uh, as strange as that may be. Um, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll dabble in, uh, you know, I like to watch uh, the, I use, I use the CBS app myself looking at scores or, or ESPN sometimes. Um, yeah, looking at scores and looking at the player stats, if I have to look up that kind of stuff uh, during the game, it's a good way to check out like what's going happening around the league. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that fantasy stuff, you know, people are all, all over it. And so I think having the best fantasy app for the XFL, I think is very important. Or at least in terms of information. Now, say DraftKings is going to have a fan uh, XFL fantasy playable on their platform and, and say some other third parties doing a fantasy game of your league better th- than you maybe want to put in terms of effort and time and resources into it. Maybe the league doesn't want to focus on that, but you can focus on uh, information resource for fantasy for your league. So maybe people play elsewhere, yeah. but they go to your app for all the information regarding that's fantasy XFL. I, I, I like what you said there, Alan, because, you know, DraftKings, you know, they're an expert in daily fantasy football, you know, Yahoo and ESPN have been doing tons of fantasy football. Um, 
you know, now nowadays, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, you know, in terms of online betting, they are, you know, uh, becoming major players in, in certain markets that, uh, that don't have a lot of casinos. Um, yeah. So, you know, you're not going to be better, uh, at least not right now, right off the bat, you're not going to be better than those people, but you can offer something that's an excellent complement to that. And that's presenting tons of information uh, to help, to help people play along in, in those different arenas. You know, like you said, Alan, maybe there's, uh, maybe you have experts, you know, giving advice or, or you know, uh, you know, things of that sort, giving away picks or, or whatever it may be. Uh, getting involved that way, I think, is is an excellent interactive idea. Uh, for sure. And I mean, we went into, uh, you know, the fantasy and the access parts of this, but then there's all the other stuff in terms of like live streams. We could have gone even further into next gen stats. I mean, the the, the survey was pretty. It cast a wide net in terms of what it was asking you. Want what do you want to see on this thing, Bryant? A lot of it also was talking about uh, in stadium a- access in terms of getting uh, tickets and and uh, to your phone or getting uh, food sent to your seat or getting uh, merchandise in the stadium waiting for you there when you go to pick it up. I mean, there's all kinds of things that they're suggesting fans might want to see with this app. Uh, but if you're kind of you know gr- grading it or putting it in terms of levels of importance, I think the content of the app is most important uh, over stuff like that. At least for me, you said, you said stats and, and standings. We said fantasy and we, you know, we said all that kind of stuff. And I think that all adds up into just make this something that kind of is going to entertain me rather than more of a functional thing in terms of helping me well, watch the, watch the games in, in the stadium. Well, you're, so you're saying get, give me an app that's going to entertain me. Yeah, and ter- instead of, I mean, a lot of the questions were, do you want to, do you want to use this app to uh, get to the game and use it as kind of a, it's a maps to the stadiums. Like these are all kind of things you do on other apps. Really, this this XFL oh, app yeah. needs to have XFL content on it, is what I think, and entertainment value. Entertainment's just a weird word to use. The only reason I say it is just because it seems as though you want the flashy, like, hey, let's do all these things on an app i'm not feeling like entertainment i I just want to be informed i want to be kept the loop is what i would say you're right a lot of the other things that are that they were talking about tickets and and you know it doesn't have to be google maps it doesn't have to be Ticketmaster. it doesn't have to be social media you know those things are available outside of the app i want to go to the xfl app to stay informed to stay in the loop to know what's going on Although there was a really cool question that they're asked is if you wanted like team selfie filters or something like that. That would be pretty cool. I like that. Or or add it to the Snapchat filter. We'll see. Oh, maybe I should have said infotainment <laughs> then, Brian. That would make more sense because you want information that keeps your attention. So there you go. We're, we'll mix in words. It's the 21st century. That's what we do. And we get on apps. So we'll see what kind of uh, advice the XFL takes from that fan survey. I highly recommend people to join the Football Advisory Network if you're interested in football and reimagining the game and the XFL and helping out when it comes to them developing things like apps. I mean, you have a say, and it's right there on Fan. And uh, take that survey. It takes like five minutes. It was pretty cool. Uh, Second part of the cover, two: TV partners are prepping. Preseason preparations, Jake, have begun for ESPN and Fox. I don't know if you saw the Tom Lugan bill tweet but he showed that that booklet and i gotta get my hands on that jake that looked not not only 
chock full of information, but really nicely done, very neat, very orderly, easy to follow. Crisp. <laughs> yeah, crisp. Jake, did you see the the uh, the the booklet that they tweeted out? Yeah, I, I'm still jealous now, but I was very jealous as soon as I saw that picture because I thought that the rule book was laying on the table and oh, my, well, you know that's. It said rules primer though in it. Did you see the table yeah, of yeah, contents? You're, you're right. You're you're, you're still going to get. You know, I'm sure there's primers that rules primer is going to highlight uh, some of the more drastic changes. But yeah, you know, a nice table of contents, uh, a lot to digest there. Yeah, here I'll run through the table of contents. Anyone who hasn't seen this tweet by Tom Luganbill of ESPN, uh, it's it's a. It looks like a preseason packet that the, the networks are going through uh, and in preparation for the season. And it said in the table of contents, meeting agenda, 2020 XFL TV schedule, XFL league personnel contact list, uh, map of the eight markets. I mean, you got to know you got to know the best places to eat in St. Louis whenever you're going to cover a game. Right, Vince? Uh, you got the XF, XFL rules primer on the table of contents, which is probably the one I circled the most. Uh, 2020 training camp guide, XFL game timing breakdown, which will be interesting to see, you know, when they take breaks and whatnot, XFL technology and XFL stats. Also, uh, anyone at the league want to send us that league personnel contact list? Uh, we have a lot of it, but I'd like an updated version. The one that they have there in this uh, in this packet uh, that, that has all this info. Which one are you most <laughs> interested in there on the contact on the uh, table of contents, Vince? Uh, I I'd say right now the rules part, I, although the timing I am very interested in, uh, but uh, it, it's got to be the rules uh, laying out stuff. And because, it, it, you know, it's going to be different. It, it's going to be different. And, and, you know, the people calling the game are going to have to be aware of it and they're going to have to be able to convey uh, to the audience, you know, what the different rules are and, and how they're being used. Uh, and I, ju- I just cannot wait to see that. Yeah, it's exciting to see that the people that are going to be presenting the league to us on television are finally, finally diving into it. Apparently, the way we dive, we've been diving into it for a hundred episodes, Brian. Because this, this really was the week where the TV partners seem to at least publicly start acknowledging that they're going all in on covering the XFL. Alan, do you think Marvin Lewis sat in one of these meetings with the AAF before kickoff last year? <laughs> yeah, or, or, or uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, highly doubtful. <laughs> uh, it is pretty exciting to see the preparation that's going into that. You missed the, the flash drive, man. That thing looked rad. I want one of those for Christmas. If I get that in my stocking this year, that'd be great because uh, that XFL uh, flash drive looked pretty cool. I would say, though, Vince, I, I don't want to disagree with you too much because I am excited for the rules. But I think the two that I'm worried that I'm not worried about that I'm most excited about because uh, we haven't really discussed them too much is the last two XFL technology, uh, what that means and what that could be. Who knows? And XFL stats. I'm very interested to see what kind of stats they're going to put out for everyone uh, to look at. Yeah, how that gets presented. You're right. Those are really interesting. Um, I'm I, I really can't wait to see uh, how the league presents statistics for sure i'm not even a stats nerd but as a fantasy player and as vince brought up next gen stats and how how deep you could get into it and i feel like i feel like as football fans nfl broadcasts don't give us enough when it comes to the numbers behind games the way that they could um so that that's super interesting to see how they approach it 
Uh, we already know the teams uh, in terms of the broadcast partners, you know, the people that are going to be covering these games, the the broadcasters themselves. And the, now let's see, uh, Jake, you have to respect this more than anybody. Look at look at the job they're doing in terms of really doing their homework before the season. Two months out. That's plenty of time to be thoroughly prepared as broadcasters, isn't it? Well, I think with, you know, with what else is going on in sport right now, I think it's an appropriate amount of time. You know, you're it's not 100 episodes, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, but, you know, these are highly trained professionals in their fields. So naturally, it should not take them as long to pick up uh, on this stuff as the layman. So there you have it. The the XFL's TV partners are, are on board. Uh, if any of them are listening and want to uh, catch up on everything they need to know, we played a little montage earlier in the show that they could check out too. Uh, that might help them with all that homework that they have in front of them. Although I think I could do some some stuff with the map of the eight markets, Vince. I, I don't think I'm thoroughly, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not wised up on, on to all all eight markets in terms of you know the regions and what what you got to know about each market. I know a little bit, but not enough. Like, what kind of map is this? You know, <laughs> like, does it does it show? Is it like a contour map? Does it show? You know, like, you know, like elevation elevation above sea level. Like, is that the kind of stuff <laughs> Vince, we're getting in there? Vince, do you think you turn to the page and there's like a pop up map and it just shows you like, <laughs> oh, look, it's a city. And then you move over, you know, and you move to the next city. It's like L.A. You see downtown it, L.A. It, it's all it like that. Could be. Pops I, open. What did you want to know where like the nearest Waterburger is? The yeah, I was gonna say the nearest if in and out. If it's a map in if LA, it's, if it's my map of the eight markets, it's like yeah, it's LA and it's like it's circling. You know where to get, where can friend- I get the best barbecue in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah it's circling. Yeah, yeah, Pink's hot dogs, and then you're gonna be yeah. circling. <laughs> Burns in Tampa, Burns Steakhouse, and yeah, that's what you or don't go to Roscoe's after this time of day. Oh no, go to Roscoe's any time of day. <laughs> any. Time. Anytime, baby. Yeah, but it gets real busy certain times. I've been there. That's very true. If yeah, that's true. It does. It's it is very good. All right. Well, there you go. I'm happy to see the TV <laughs> partners are uh, you know going all in on on covering the XFL, uh, and hopefully we'll start seeing that on our televisions pretty soon. Uh, some extras here on our cover too, real quick. Um, uh, oh, we had an interesting question asked on Twitter at XFL Show. That's us. And at Ponderosa82 asked us, I Bryant, think it's pronounced Ponderosa. Yeah, but it's Ro- his yeah, name. I think, yeah, I think it's his name is Ross, and it's a play on words, Vince. That's what I think it is. Ponderosa82. Really? That's what I'm guessing he's going for. You never know with a Twitter Jake, handle. Jake, what do you think about Ponderosas? Let's get, that, save that. Save that. <laughs> For uh, sounds like put a pin in that, that for Patreon. Patreon. Sa- save that for Patreon. There you go. Or save that for taking a time machine and when we were doing shows where there was nothing to talk about. But Ponderosa eighty two says, are these teams going to have XFL fields, or is the field going to be of the stadium they're in, like the Roughnecks are going to be in the Houston Cougars field with the Houston Cougars logos, or will the logo say XFL on the field? Uh, paraphrasing there, Bryant, but uh, what do you think of that question? And I, I have to hope that uh, it's it's the XFL branding all over these fields, right? I mean, we don't have an official answer. We'll put that out right now, right? We don't know, but nope. I would hope that the XFL logos... Any and, fan and, would. Yeah, oh, that yeah. would be out there. We did see it in the AF where the uh, uh, Salt Lake Stallions 
excuse me, yeah, Stallions. The Salt Lake, I can't remember what their names are. The Salt Lake Stallions had to play on Utah's uh, field and it was all red, even though the team was blue. So uh, it, it just looked weird. It didn't look official. So hopefully the XFL is able to put their own uh, logos, something out there that, that represents the XFL and not the stadiums that they're actually playing in. They're doing oh, yeah. everything big. They're doing everything the right way. I, I don't see how they're not going to have XFL branding, yeah. you know, specific to that team. Oh, it, it's got to be because, as we all know, you know, Vince McMahon, you know, a, a master at brands, and uh, he is going to make sure that his brand is is all over the place, and, and people know exactly what it is. Uh, I'm not concerned about this at all. It's, it's, you know what? It's, it's a good question. Sorry, Alan. What's the field turf on all these fields? We got to go back. We got to look at that. Because, so, you know, if it's grass, obviously the XFL can paint over it. But if it's field turf. Oh, you a- can replace sections of field. Oh, oh yeah. That's, well, the XFL is going to have to fork it, over the money for that. Right that's in. not just. That's just not something. That's why the, uh, the, the, the Salt Lake team had to just play on it. Because it costs money. to Field turf ain't cheap. Paint is well, cheap. Also, is remember, remember. I don't even know if the AAF could have afforded paint. Yeah. Also, remember, Brian, that the XFL's deal with their stadiums is a lot different than what the AAF had going on, renting those out. So uh, they're they're probably that's probably tied into it, and that's why I think we all expect to see team branding on these fields. And if for any reason, just so that Jake, we can have uh, another bonus show where we rank how cool every field looks. Yeah, I mean, you knew it was going to come to that, and and I don't know. That's going to be that's going to be another debate, and I don't know. That might involve differentiating colors a little bit too much for me. But I, I'll 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 lean on your assistance there, Brian, and I'll uh, trust you to be honest with me when we assess those. I, for sure. I just looked it up real quick. The Roughnecks, the Dragons, the Guardians, and the Battlehawks will all be playing on turf. Everybody else is grass. There you go. All right. We'll keep an eye on that, though. Good question, Ponderosa82 on Twitter. Um, other quick bonus, L.A. this week. Uh, Bryant, you were on a conference call uh, with with Coach Moss and the rest of the media there in L.A., and uh, you asked the question about Christmas carols? Well, I didn't ask it, but somebody did because there's a video out there on Twitter at XFL Wildcats where he kind of halted the entire team sing-along to Mariah Carey's uh, all I want for Christmas is you. Uh, and then they were asked, he was asked the question why he did that. So uh, I think we have the clip from that call. I don't, I don't um, remember uh, either, either growling at or um, having any disparaging tone towards any Christmas carols or Christmas music, but it is December the 11th and we have plenty of time to get in our Christmas get into our Christmas spirit. And so right now we should be fo- we should be focused on football. And those guys decide to play the tunes of whatever they were playing on a on a Christmas uh kind of vibe going. But uh I, I tend to um always give the players a hard time. So so if they were playing rap, I would be I would give them a hard time. If they were playing ballads, I would give them a hard time. If they were playing uh, country, i give them a hard time. So for you <laughs> point out a Christmas carol when I, if you would have took the whole content of the, of the whole entire time that I've been riding on those buses 
<laughs> and and talking about those players, you would know that I am consistent with disparaging remarks to all players in all songs and all areas. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Moss going full full Hulk Hogan there, t- saying he doesn't care what you're listening to. He's gonna crap all over it, no matter what. I love it. That is the funniest uh, video so far. It's come out of any any team social. There's been a lot of good stuff, but I felt like I was watching a movie about like a ragtag team coming together on the bus. That was amazing. It really was, and that interview. I'm sorry, that press conference uh, on the phone there with the, with the Wildcats team president Heather uh, Carrots and, and Coach Moss was pretty amazing. Uh, so stay tuned for more information from those. Those are going to be pretty cool. I think they might be the first ones doing it. I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but uh, to be on that and ask questions and, and get some insight from the from the team is going to be pretty good. Uh, things that we can actually post onto this show. Yeah, those phone co- press phone uh, conference calls are pretty cool. Yeah, the other teams are having them. Uh, we'll be tapping into them. As much as we can, that's uh, some good entertainment there, always with Coach Winston Moss. And, uh, you know, on social media for every team, there's there's entertainment value. They're, they're really allowing players to shine and, and show off some personality. I'm talking all eight teams. And in particular, one that stood out to me this week, Vince, I, I, if you're into big offensive linemen acting silly, you got to watch the Cole Stroll with Cole Boozer of the D.C. Defenders. Number 69 has a really interesting uh, little social media type show on the D.C. Defenders Twitter page. Well, I've always been a fan of of big offensive linemen acting silly, so I'll have to check it out. You have to. I'm telling you. It's the Cole Stroll. It's fun. You get to know the personalities. Every team has a lot of these things going on. You saw some, like, kind of newlywed stuff they were doing with the Battlehawks and players, you know, trying to guess what, what they know about each other. And then also, if you're a super nerd, uh, Jake, if you want to know about the air raid offense there in Dallas, they've got inside the mind of mummy that they're putting there on a, on YouTube for, for the Dallas Renegades to learn about their offensive coordinators, notorious system. Well, I like how whenever you think of super nerds, you automatically pose the question to me. You, you uh, are, <laughs> you're the king. I bow before you. Yeah, there's. I, I mean, it just sounds like we're getting a, a lot of uh, a lot of smaller entertainment shows coming out here. Being able to see the uh, the personality and the inner workings of some of these plays, uh, teams, and players. So I have not checked any of them out yet, but I am going to. Do you like that, Jake? Though I, I don't know. What, I, I feel that? like asking you that question. Do you like that the XFL is doing this and allowing these players to do what they're doing and and kind currently, of just giving them exposure on social media and stuff? Currently, I do, but uh, you know, if you're having a bad season or you're not even playing in the game and, and you're showing videos of you driving over a hundred miles per hour in an well, automobile, that's, that's or, illegal. Or partying, that's not what we're seeing now. Uh, no, but it, it could, you know, possibly could always go to that. We're watching at, uh, at this, a three hundred pound lineman. We're only getting to watch a three hundred pound lineman take a brisk walk outside. That's a Far from 100 miles an hour in, yeah, in a fancy point, sports car. Uh, it also goes back to the app, though, too, because Jake said he hasn't seen any of these, and they are kind of spread out all across the different social media channels of the teams. An app would kind of make that a one-stop shop, Bryant, where you could get all that kind of fun, you know, micro-content in one place. That is a good point. Uh, I did say that I didn't want social media really on the app, 
because we do have different outlets, but condensing it the way the XFL.com does, because that's a lot of places where I see some of these videos is on XFL.com uh, would be nice. I think they could do something like that for sure. For sure. And uh, I'll be, uh, you know, combing it through as much as I can, but now it's kind of, you know, you know me, Vince, I watch as much content as I po- human. It's humanly possible, but even in, for me nowadays, that's it's a little bit overwhelming with how much there is out there, and the XFL's already reached that point. There's so much. Uh, more content, the better, I say. You know, just keep it coming. Uh, you know, you could not even have a job and still not be able to consume <laughs> all the content that's out there. But uh, at the end of the day, you got to be putting out good, good stuff and and more stuff and uh that's a good way to to get more uh eyes on your product and drum up interest and hopefully it all pays off come february seriously the cole stroll watch it highly recommend and i'll I'll try to give my little recommendations every single week from now on because these are these are becoming (laughs) regular and fun where football goes to be reborn where football goes to be reimagined. Where one goes to find more of what they need. A place with endless possibilities and hidden gems. A place where only one's limitations determine how much is explored. A place that gives you all the football you can handle and more. This is the XFL Show's Patreon, guiding you to February 2020. Shortly after we finished recording this week's episode, we landed two good crisp interviews that we had to add in post. So first we're going to take you to the New York Guardians where Bryant got to chat with their running back, Tim Cook. Who's had a very interesting road to the XFL, stops with a few NFL teams, was in the AAF, and we got ourselves another candid interview with one of the XFL players here. It's Tim Cook running back of the New York Guardians. Hey, football fans, this is Brian. I'm here with running back Tim Cook of the New York Guardians. Man, how you doing? I'm good. How's it going? I'm doing great, man. I'm just more excited to talk to you than anything. This is great. <laughs> Go Guardians. <laughs> Go Guardians for sure. Well, let's start there, man. How does it how does it been, you know, finally getting on the field and getting to know your Guardians over minicamp these last few days? Um, it feels great. We have our opportunity to do big things and Coach K is putting us in the right position. For sure, man. And then, you know, it's been a long road for you, you know. A lot of things um have led you to this moment to be with the XFL, even, you know, last spring as well with the AAF. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how, you know, you never finish? I mean, I'm sorry, never stopped chasing your dream and you wanted to play football. And now the XFL is giving you that opportunity. Uh, I have this little quote that's uh, called dream big, be big. Uh, I have it tatted on me. And it's something that I just, I've always had with me. Um, chasing your dreams is something individuals should always do because they have the opportunity out there. They just have to work for it. And I've been blessed with uh, the ability to be able to play football up until this point. And I'm grateful and I'm looking forward to whatever is next. And what was your reaction when the XFL came a-calling and they were like, hey, man, we want you to come play football in our league? 
<laughs> it was pretty exciting. Uh, as you know, I was with the AAF. Unfortunately, that uh, league had folded. But I had fun in that league as well. And to get another opportunity like this, it's one, one in a million because not everyone gets this opportunity. So I'm going to make the most, the most of it. Yeah, man. I mean, it is great to get this opportunity, and, and like you say, not too many people get one chance. And you, you've had two of them, and you've made great. I mean, you were—I was watching you every week, man, in the AF. That was some solid football. Can you talk about the competition level so far? I know we're still kind of early in the XFL mini camps, but the competition level between the two is—we're looking at the same. Is there something something different between the two that you can already see after a few days? Um, everyone is moving around very well. Uh, it looks like we have some studs on the team. Uh, I'm excited to work and mesh with these guys because there's no telling what we're capable of. And it's, it's early on, and we're showing great signs of uh, productivity and gelling together, and everybody's working hard. Well, you know, Coach Gilbride, you know, of the New York Guardians, has had some experience with big, you know, big running backs like yourself, right? Brandon Jacobs is one of his one of his players that he's coached up. How does it feel to learn in an offense where he's kind of used to these, you know? solid running backs like yourself in Brandon Jacobs with Coach Gilbride. <laughs> it feels really good. Um, I've been in numerous amount of offenses there. I've adapted to all of them, but to be honest with you, this one in particular, uh, it feels like it's the right one. I've never really just uh, been in a position where they just love big backs. Uh, they, like I'm 240 plus, not too many running backs are 240 plus. <laughs> <laughs> so trying to find the right system for me, trying to find someone who understands how big backs operate and that we can do everything and that we are capable of getting the job done. And Coach K, Coach Gilbride, he's, he's like, like you said, he has history. And I watched so much of Brendan Jacobs, Tim, Ethan Jackson, Adrian Peterson, uh, a lot of big, bigger guys, and I'm glad I'm in the right position and on the right team, and I'm excited. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, the XFL is doing a lot of crazy things, right? A lot of good things that, that, that people are talking about. Those jerseys, the ball that came out. What did you think of those, you and your teammates, when you saw those jerseys come out last week? <laughs> we have the best jerseys ever, <laughs> man. Like, hands down, man. I'm excited about that. It's one of my favorite colors, too. Uh, I'm very fond of the colors, gray and black and red, especially. It just—it's it, it, a lot of things you can do with those colors, you know. And I honestly feel like the ball, the colors, the XFL in general is doing everything the right way. No, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, we've been covering the league since Vince McMahon came out with the announcement. It just seems like every week they're coming up with something different, something new that just seems better than the week before. Uh, and soon that rule book will come out, you know. And I'm sure you guys have either gotten a glimpse of it or been told a little bit about it, uh, without getting into any details, because I don't want you to have to divulge those if you can't. But how do you feel about the different rules that you're seeing that you're maybe not used to, uh, and maybe fans us fa- us fans are not used to seeing in other leagues as well? You know, uh, it's some few changes uh, here and there. Not too much different. Uh, but the things that are in, we are practicing and going over it daily. Our coaches are doing a great job of introducing it and explaining to us uh, in a way that we're going to get it and excel at whatever they throw at us. And XFL has some unique um, ideas, and I'm very beyond excited to uh, play. And February the night, I get here. 
Well, you tweeted it out, man, how hyped you were just to be at practice and, and how hyped you're going to be in a couple months when, you know, you're going to be on ESPN and Fox and, and all these, you know, national broadcasts. You're going to have some exposure out there, man. That's got to be part of the whole reason you actually joined the XFL in the first place, right? This exposure you're going to get. Of course. Um, you know, uh, I've been a couple places. Uh, coming from junior colleges, I went to two different junior colleges. Went to Oregon State, then to Jacksonville. Uh, the AAF, and all of those games were somewhat televised, but it wasn't on, like, <laughs> Fox, ABC, <laughs> ESPN yeah. every week. Like, that's new to me. Like, having that much exposure is so great for the sport and for the new opportunities that it's going to present, and it's going to be able to showcase a lot, and it's a lot of talent in the XFL. And I'm, me personally, I'm ready to solidify myself as a, Football fans, this is running back uh, Tim Cook from the New York Guardians. Tim, your guys' season kicks off at MetLife Stadium uh, against the Tampa Bay Vipers uh, Sunday, February 9th. Uh, how does it feel to be in that atmosphere that you're going to be in that huge, you know, MetLife Stadium? I mean, this is this is pros. This is like the big boys. You're not playing in like a high school stadium, right? This is going to be big. Is the XFL building stuff to be exactly what we're expecting it to be? A huge, you know, big deal, right? Yes. Um, that stadium alone is something that I'm very anxious to play in. Um, a lot of great players have played in it, like you was uh, saying, like Eli, um, Brandon Jacobs. Like, there's a lot of shoes that we have to fill, and there's a lot of wins and good fan experience that we we're going to have to experience. And, and we all want us to bring home a championship and we can do it here at home in New York, and the Guardians are the team, and we're the best team, actually, in the XFL, and like I said, I'm excited. I hope our fans enjoy the show. Yeah, for sure, man. I hope so. I mean, I think they are. Based on what I'm seeing, I know they are. It's going to be great. Uh, Tim, you were one of my choices as, as one of the top running backs available in the draft when the XFL came out, man, so I'm very excited to see you play, man. Uh, good luck in minicamp and training camp, and especially during the season, uh, hopefully for some 12 games, right? And we're not just going for 10. Hey, 12 all day, every day. <laughs> I love it, man. Thank you so much. I'm sure we'll talk to you out through the season, man. Sounds good. Have a good one. Thanks to everybody at the New York Guardians for setting us up with that interview. Excellent, excellent stuff there from Tim Cook. Looking forward to seeing him take the field in February. Now let's go to our second Good Crisp interview this week, and that's with Keenan Reynolds, Navy legend and current Seattle Dragon. Bryant caught up with him as well. He's a player who has ton of history in the college game that everybody recognizes very special at navy as their quarterback he's now going to be playing for jim zorn up in seattle and here he is talking about what he expects as a player in the xfl all right football fans this is bryant and i'm here with seattle dragons wide receiver keenan Reynolds. keenan how you doing man i'm doing great just uh having some downtime before i had to meet here in a little bit Awesome, man. Well, I just wanted to get, you know, just kind of ask you, how's camp been so far? Uh, it's been good. We, we've gotten a lot of work in, a lot of team building, uh, getting closer to getting to know the guys, um, getting our playbook and stuff installed, and, and getting a lot of reps, getting stronger, getting faster, all that. And 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 you mentioned that you're you're seeing a lot of similarities between what you're doing now with the Dragons and what you did a few months ago, you know, with the uh, – 
with the Seahawks. Can you talk about the approach that the, the league is taking in comparison to the NFL and what you're seeing? Uh, is it like, is it kind of like the same as a mini camp for both leagues? Yeah, I mean there are obviously some differences, uh, different leagues. But I mean, one thing about this that I've I've learned very quickly is that the competition level is very stiff. Um, we got a lot of players, you know, that are one or two plays from being on a uh, on a fifty three man. So I mean, guys are just hungry for an opportunity to to go out and compete at a high level and show what they can do. And so that's that's pretty much been what I've learned that competitiveness, that high level uh, athlete um, that you would find on the NFL field, I mean, you're definitely gonna find that here. We're competing every day, and I just see guys getting better all around. That's great, man. How about Jim Zorn? We haven't heard a lot out of him from any camp. You know, he's kind of one of those quieter coaches, at least with the media. How's he been at camp so far? Oh, he's been great. You know, he's he's a wealth of knowledge. You know, somebody that had a career like he did, um, playing the game and then also coaching the game. So anytime he's talking, you know, we're trying to I'm trying to absorb as much information as I can um, because he knows what he's talking about. Well, Keenan, you're one of the most exciting players to watch I've ever seen personally, you know, in college at Navy. And then, and then you got drafted, and then you kind of bounced around from, you know, practice squad to practice squad. Can you talk a little bit about that journey and that adventure, um, you know, basically your life after uh, college football? Yeah, so, you know, I switched positions, and uh, that was tough early on, trying to really figure out how to play receiver. And it's, it's definitely an ongoing process. I've learned a lot over the last few years. I've had the pleasure of having several great coaches and teammates to mentor and teach me. So it's been a journey. It hasn't obviously been how I how I would have chalked it up or written it up, but I mean it, it's part of the process. And uh, just to say that I have an opportunity to be in this league and go out and prove myself. Well, you talk about that opportunity. You know, we've talked to some players who said that this is a better opportunity than you can ever imagine, right? Some players had to try to make an NFL career out of a quarter in a preseason one time, and, and it just never sticks. Now you're getting some visibility, some eyes on you. Can you talk about that opportunity, you know, with the XFL that they're giving you? Because, man, you're going to be on ESPN, you know, in a couple months here. Yeah, no doubt. You know, you're playing national televised games on major networks. Um, you're playing, you're getting opportunity to get several, several games of film and, and compete and play well. You know, you play well, you get the championship. And the better your team does, you know, the better it usually is for you. So the you know that's the number one goal is just to win. Guys coming in here to compete, and like you said, you know you, you may have a quarter or two to try to show what you can do. And if you make a mistake, that could make that could be the end of it for you. But you know here uh, you have ten games to show what you can do. So that that's exciting. And then twelve if you you know win a championship. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say hopefully twelve for you guys, right? No doubt. <laughs> uh, I will say this to Kenny because it's been out there, right? A lot of players have – I wouldn't say a lot, actually, but there have been players who said, no thanks, XFL, I'm moving on. Did you weigh any options outside of football, or were you were you ready for the XFL when they came a call? Um, you know, I definitely – being at home and, and kind of being a free agent, you, you, you have no choice but to weigh those options right. and, and try to figure out, you know, in the event that you don't – you can't play – you know what's going to be next. So I, I've had I had some things kind of come up that I'm, I'm working through, um, but I definitely still had a desire and the itch to compete. And when the XFL when I got picked up by the Dragons, I was excited. You know, just to have the opportunity to go out and, and play at a high level and, and just show what I know I could do. You know, sometimes those you don't get to show that um, for whatever reason, um, maybe it's your your fault or whatever. But you know, being able to go back and put it all together. Um, you know, I'm excited, and 
you know, despite, you know, I don't really know what's going to happen in the future. I'm just kind of focusing on what's going on right now. Well, no doubt, man. Well, your season kicks off in D.C. on Saturday, February 8th at Audi Field, but your home opener is uh, Saturday, February t- February 18th, excuse me, CenturyLink Field against the Vipers. Uh, how, how excited are you for that day? Uh, I'm, I'm excited. You know, that was one thing they told me when they picked me up is that we, we were going to play in the very first XFL game, so that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of eyes on that game, so, you know, just a great time for us as a team to go out and show what we've been, what we're going to be prepping, and then show who we are. Um, and then obviously playing the CenturyLink, very unique atmosphere. You know, hopefully it's rocking like it like it is on on Sundays during the fall. And uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great time to, to be back out here playing ball. I agree, man. Well, I'll leave you with this: Are you going to cut out some time this weekend to catch the uh, the annual Army Navy game? No doubt. No. Uh, I think. With the way practice lines up, and then my next obligation, I'll, I'll have an opportunity to uh, sit down and watch a good chunk of the game, if not all of it. For sure, man. Well, go, Davey. Thank you so much, Keenan, for your time. I really appreciate it, man. Good luck in minicamp, uh, training camp in Houston, as well as for the rest of the season, man. Thank you. All right. Let's take it to the the meat of the episode here, the big the big topic where we discuss uh, a whole lot of things that were said by the commissioner this week that were super interesting. We're gonna do it in this week's hot read. Blue fifty eight, blue fifty eight, go. Hey, Rick Flair, Rick Flair. Pepper, flip. Caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Miller, tiger. I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. We need cheese. We need you to fuck it. Hey, The Oliver Luck mini camp tour is underway as the commissioner is stopping by each city and talking to fans and players and coaches and, uh, Media, local media, and, and saying, uh, you know, basically the state of the league in each market. And a great stuff out of him from Thomas Basinger out of the uh, Tampa Bay Times is where this article had a lot of the interesting quotes people were talking about from Commissioner Oliver Luck this week. He was very candid about the state of the league, including how the league twice, Vince, twice denied the Pittsburgh Steelers access to quarterbacks currently in the XFL, Landry Jones and Philip Walker. Pretty pretty shocking to a lot of people, and a lot of people talking about that this week. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily shocking, uh, and we, we've been talking about this kind of uh, uh, scenario for almost 100 weeks now, um, about how, you know, there's going to be players in the XFL, and eventually... In the NFL, you know, guys are going to get injured and the NFL is going to want those XFL players, uh, even though the guys may be signed to a contract of what was going to happen. Uh, and we, we got a good answer here that, you know, the, the guys in the XFL are sticking, uh, especially big time uh, tier one quarterback players. I, and that, that's that's mm-hmm. a huge win for the XFL. But as a Pittsburgher, Vince, Jake, you got to be pretty shocked that someone told the Roonies no. 
Yes, but didn't they have every right to? Of course they did. That, well, that's well, the, that, the whole it's, point of I it. I mean, it's not that, you know. Well, there's I, not I, much haggling I, going on here. Well, the word precedent was, was thrown around, right? When we heard about this with Josh Johnson afterwards, right? I, don't, I know we're jumping around a little bit here, but the XFL has set a precedent and they set it with Landry Jones that they are not going to allow their players to leave. It was pretty clear from the start that this is not a developmental league. He goes into that as well. This is something that they're going to do to uh, have stability within their league that they're trying to make a success. They're not trying to make the NFL a success. This goes back to our conversation a few weeks ago of to why the NFL would want the XFL to succeed. Those reasons are nothing the XFL should care about because the XFL will drown itself if it cares about the NFL's uh, wanting it to succeed. The XFL has to worry about themselves, and this these are decisions that they're making to make sure that they have a viable, uh, stable product. Good, crisp football. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah. The Steelers were told no, um, but I, I don't think they're losing any sleep over it. No, um, they got and, the duck. And, you know, yeah, and you know, at, at at the end of the day, I mean, does the I, I, the NFL does not need the, these players? That's just the reality of the situation. Well, not not currently mid season, not desperately at least. Although, it's how some quarterbacks went down this year. Uh, Detroit, I- I'm sure they would love to have one of these guys, and they wanted Josh Johnson. But Oliver Luck said, quote, in this Tampa Bay Times article, no, we're keeping him. He's ours. He signed a contract. He's committed to us. He's probably going to be the starting quarterback for the Los Angeles team. Straight up said that in the – I mean, there's no, there's, there's no dancing around there, Bryant. That's just saying, nope, this guy signed a contract. He's in our league. Uh, maybe at the end of the year, Detroit. And that same thing went, like you said, precedent for the Steelers and the two quarterbacks that they were inquiring about. And that would lead you to maybe ask, um, hey, well, then guys can't jump to the NFL midseason in the XFL, but maybe they know that they are going to go after the season. Are you worried about them sandbagging potentially, you know, not putting in the effort, maybe not, you know, not being physical the way they should be potentially but Oliver Luck basically said he's not worried about it not he's quote I'm not losing uh, nothing not something I lose sleep any sleep over so I mean no worries there Vince I feel like you would ask that question are you worried about player sandbagging commissioner says no what about you do you still worry about it no I'm not concerned about it it's hopefully uh, that is not an well, issue can, in, in a competitive football league. It shouldn't be. Can I elaborate on that a little bit? First of all, the only thing missing from Oliver Luck's statements in any of this is an et cetera, et cetera, et cetera at the end of all this because he's so emphatic with his statements. I love it. But I will say that if a player, quote unquote, sandbags towards the end of the season, what if they don't make an NFL roster? Where are they going to go after that? They're going to go back to the XFL where they cause <laughs> themselves to look bad the last <laughs> – like that's just not smart football. So – there's a lot of things that need to be thought about by players uh, when they're when they're thinking about their futures uh, in football. That'd in be bur- burning a bridge is what that would be. You don't want to ever do that in any. Yeah, it'd be more business. succinct way to say it, but yeah, that's true. There's not many, uh, very very small amount of uh, players I think would even consider doing something like that. Well, you- that's what I'm saying. But if they do, like Alan said, you're burning a bridge, and you don't want to do that to somebody who's giving you a lifeline. Uh, for the, maybe your last chance to actually play football professionally. 
Well, if we're talking precedents, I think Antonio Brown set that precedent of why you don't want to do any of that at all. Isn't there more money involved if you're a starter also? Yes, in the league. You're, I mean, the, yeah, yeah. the more you play, the more you start, the more you win. I mean, there's all sorts of incentives for you not to do that, and which is also probably why the commissioner isn't worried about it, as he said. He's also in the article at the Tampa Bay Times uh, talked about some players specifically and why they're not in the league. John Football, Trent Richardson. I was shocked at this. This is very blunt uh, verbiage. Oliver Luck said they're just not as good as the guys who got drafted. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. That's 100% right, right there. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, you know, Trent Richardson was a player uh, to, to be reckoned with. You know, some time ago, feels like ages ago at this point. Uh, but that's just life as a running back. I mean, a very short shelf life there. And Johnny Football was never a good professional player at all. Uh, he, he's just a backyard college player, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so th- this is this is straight up real talk here. Yep, and, and also candid talking about Colin Kaepernick. The commissioner said his asking price is just way out of our range. So uh, that answers that question that a lot of people have talked about as well. And then this is my favorite part of it, Bryant, because the commissioner talked about why is L.A. in Vegas for their mini camp? And he essentially confirmed what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago. The Nevada Gaming Commission Commission and Sports Wagering Community will be there and they will be interacting with them, just like I said a couple weeks ago on the show. And that's what we all said, really, too, except for Vince. Vince, is your ch- chance to retract a little bit on what you were saying because you were hating on the Wildcats going to, to Vegas. But it's confirmed. This is why they're doing it, to get the gaming commissions out, so to get everybody's eyes on the product I, so that they could see the kickoffs. I, they could see what's different. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I'm still not buying into it. Uh, and two, two reasons I'm going to stand by is so all the listeners, you know, they could go back into the archives and listen to, to what I had to say. But uh, I, I still stand by that, you know, taking a team to Vegas uh, when you're trying to get work accomplished is not a good idea. And yeah, I understand you want to get exposure to the gaming commissions, gaming community, but the gaming community uh, would have come to you. They did it for the AAF uh, and, they w- and they would do it for the XFL. Uh, to get some information on these teams and get information on this product. I guarantee you, uh, you know, for those, uh, all those training camps down in Houston, they're going to have representatives there. So I don't, this, I, I, I see what you're saying. You know, you're being right down the road and, and, and all that. But at the end of the day, I don't think this makes that much of a difference. Well, Oliver Luck said, we think it's important to educate the gaming commission and uh, they, they're going to be at practices even. I mean, right there on the field at practice, Vince. So that's straight up interacting with them, inviting them. I don't they know. Would've, they would have done that down in Houston at the training camp. I mean, I don't know if they would have had the hands-on what's going to be going on at these mini camps. You know, there's going to be a lot, more, a, a, a lot more moving parts there when it comes to training camp. You've got eight teams down there and all the media. So this is a much more intimate setting as well. In terms of the sportsbook relationships, another quote from Oliver Luck, we asked them what information they need and when they need depth charts, all those things. I'm not sure that there's anything that we'll do that's different from any other league. So uh, 
very uh, normal approach to that in terms of how these games are going to be uh, handicapped. Uh, but let's see what uh, Vegas does with uh, the XFL in terms of promotion and putting it out there and helping the brand in terms of visibility with the sports gambling community. Let's go to the next portion of this article, though, where the commissioner talking about the State of the League uh, basically confirmed that the paranoia has already set in, Jake, um, that coaches, you, you know, you talked about it, social media midseason is a little touchy, a little iffy, and some coaches are already saying, don't take pictures of this, don't take pictures of that, get those cameras out of here. And, and Oliver Luck basically said that's how you know everybody's starting to think about winning and not letting their their playbooks get leaked or anything. Yeah, I mean, we all want access, like we were talking about uh, earlier in the app. But certainly, you know, we don't want we don't want access to the degree where it's detrimental to the product. You know, I I don't want to be I I really don't want a camera in there at halftime. I I don't want to know uh, too much. And, and yeah, you got to have secrets because. Again, you know, none of these guys are playing solely for fun. The world revolves around one thing, and uh, it's it's not participation trophies; it's money. And you have to be thinking about winning, which is all you know. It all coincides because winning is going to make you money in the XFL as well. So that's that's well put. The competition confirmed, and uh, this is a. Uh, equal to or a little bit more than what the NFL does, I think, in terms of preparations in the offseason, Bryant, because we're seeing these mini camps go on now for a few weeks and what the commissioner's doing and what we know is going to go down for a few weeks in Houston. I feel like we're getting a lot of preseason uh, preparation in for the league. Like, you talk compared to the AAF, but I say we compare to any spring league in history. I don't feel like we've had extensive mini camps for conditioning and philosophizing this way, and then a jumbo-sized training camp the way we're going to have in Houston ever. So seeing it in action really makes you feel like the preparations, at least for the players and coaches, are being given as much attention as the league in general was given with the two-year preparation uh, time frame. Well, Coach Moss on the conference call basically called it, you know, phase one and phase two are over, and they're going into the OTAs portion of their of their um mini camps now so you're right to us uh as a show we also see the league develop themselves into giving themselves all this time we've never seen this before we never saw this with the aaf i don't even think players reported uh, in 2018 when the league launched in 2019 so to give themselves this much time we've been talking about it forever uh, and if you're new to the to following the league and are excited about it and, and wondering where they are now compared to other spring leagues alan's right we've never seen this type of preparation you know you have people meeting at um, at league offices about uh, the TV partners, right? And how we're going to distribute this and how we're going to do this. Those things don't exist. So this is very different than what we've seen in the past. And every single day we see more and more access. We see more and more visibility and just other things that the league's doing to prepare themselves for as much success as possible in February. And I feel like I'm prepared for the season to start 100 episodes in. I don't know about you guys. I'm ready for kickoff. Although I know the players need some more time, but 100 episodes. February honestly can't be here soon enough uh, because I want to I start making some bets and, and wagering and, and talking a little bit more trash on the show. That's what, that's what I think we need after 100 episodes. I think we're comfortable to that point, right, Jake? 
Uh, like Brian said, we need that rule book. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be throwing out too much without knowing all the facts. So I'm getting ahead of myself, is what you're saying. I still have to be patient, even 100 episodes in. Yes, yes. All right. I guess I can. I mean, I made it this far. I guess I could wait eight more weeks. And uh, we'll, I'll, I'll, I mean, just think about it. Eight weeks doesn't feel like that long, but still, there will be a lot of stuff hitting us before kickoff. Still, roster cuts. Rule books, Vince. All the fun traditional preseason stuff yet to happen. Yeah, yeah. I we're gonna be yeah, focusing on those camps. They're gonna be coming up in just a, a few short weeks down in Houston. Uh it's gonna be very interesting to see. You know, we got a big pool of players. Uh how those teams are, are really gonna construct be constructed and get down to their final cuts, their final rosters. And then, Bryant, we still have that Team 9 lurking out there that you know all all about. about We didn't get to rank Team 9's jerseys. Like, when were we going to get some exposure on that? I was kind of upset now that you bring it up. I didn't get to bring it up earlier on the show. Team 9 jerseys and helmets. Where do they rank in all this? I don't know if they're going to – do they get official jerseys? That's another debate to have. Um, I wonder if they'll be for sale. We'll have to wait and see or ask someone at the league. And we could do that because they're listening to us and they have been and uh, they will continue to. And that's been awesome. And now we see the surveys coming out. I mean, really, compared to episode one, Jake, this episode, very different, I would say. Yes, very different, much more informed. Uh, We're only going by one name instead of two names. That's true. Yeah, and we're and I was also a man called Bryant, by the way. I don't know if we didn't get to my intro, but that's what that's what I was. Really? Is that what we called you? Oh, you never got a yeah. middle name? No, I never had a middle name. You I'm not gonna to... expose that one now. You don't want to go by a first and middle name? <laughs> I'll just go by first. Bryant is fine. Okay. And I'm Bryant, it's all good. All right, all right. Well maybe we'll return to that on episode two hundred. We'll let we'll let <laughs> slow burn to that. Uh thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to everybody at the XFL for listening. Thanks to everybody on social media at XFL show for hitting us up. All of our gentle patrons. If you feel like you want to give to the show, that's where you do it and you get rewarded for it because we put a lot of uh, the resources that our patrons give us into back into it so that we could create fun content there. So check it out. And uh, yeah, did I miss anything else, Brian? I guess the YouTube YouTube always YouTube. Check it out. Alan mentioned that we always, uh, put parts of the show out there for you to to look at, uh, or I'm sorry, to watch and listen to. Maybe, yeah, that's what you do on YouTube, I guess. Uh, so check that out, uh, YouTube.com/slash. This is the XFL show. Seven two four five six five four XFL. Call that phone number seven two four five six five four XFL. If you want to just call directly into the fan line, the XFL fan line. It's our voicemail we've set up, so you can uh, let us hear it, whatever you got to say directly. Hear your voice, and we'll play it on the show if you want us to as well. Vince loves the the XFL fan line, uh, and he, I, I, you, you were telling me you miss you miss some of the regulars who used to be calling in there. Yeah, I, I believe Leo, especially uh, calling Leo out. Yeah, where you at, Leo? Yeah, haven't heard from him in a long time, and that we're getting so close to this yeah, thing. I thought Leo. he'd be all fired up about it. <laughs> you know, some yeah, people, some people had to, some people had to tone it down on on the road to twenty twenty. They had to pace themselves. Which I think, which I, I think is an all right strategy, but I 
I can't go by I can't go by that playbook. I'm 100 miles an hour, Jake. I'm sorry, but I'm not putting it on social media driving that fast. No, don't put it on there. Uh, I know we're coming to the end. Just uh, one last thing: go Navy, beat Army, and it's going to be another great week leading up to episode 101, where we'll see you next week right here, same place. Subscribe any podcast app you use we're there and of course you can check us out on youtube and tell your friends if they want to know about the xfl this is the place on a weekly basis to do it and get hype for kickoff february 2020 for jake for vince for bryant i'm alan this is the xfl show remember they're listening